0: Here are your hosts, Chase Palm. And broadcast school has really paid off. Auntie. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on Tuesday
2: edition of Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Palm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this morning. We will dissect and discuss what Lane Kiffin said to the media yesterday, talk some injury news. A little bit of it. Not from Kiffin. He was pretty mum on that. Actually seemed a little frustrated, I think, regarding that topic. We'll uh, we'll get into that. I
3: think that's safe.
2: And more, some NFL, some MLB, and then what uh, potentially a college football mock would look like, or what a mock does look like, what a college football playoff would potentially look like moving forward as well. Ross Dellinger and those guys at Sports <laughs> Illustrated do one of those... Um, not every week, but a good bit during the college football season. So, a couple thoughts on that, as we will get to that reality, which will be quite fun here at some point in the future when it comes to college football and the uh, the inclusiveness of uh, inclusivity of a twelve team playoff. So, that and more coming up on today's show. Show brought to you every, every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Lunch specials, you know, any size fountain drink, bread included for those. Great different options change up every single day of the week. And with another home game this weekend, Blue Sky location giving an official Ole Miss Game Day football jersey away. They're doing seven of those this season, one for every home game, one from every home game. So every time you make a purchase at the Blue Sky location, you uh get a chance to enter in multiple purchases, multiple entries. To win an official Ole Miss game day football jersey. So take advantage of that. Again, we're coming to you from the Clark Ford
3: studio. We well, are. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662 257 1900. Call that number, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours, right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. Shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guest join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Uh, Rafters on the Square in Oxford, a great place to stop by this weekend if you're coming up for the uh, Auburn game. Busy time on the Square on Friday. Drop in there before the college kids take it over. Grab a beer, a cocktail, Burger, whatnot, at Rafters on the Square in Oxford. Also Rafters in New Albany. A couple of uh, reminders. The Rebels won big, which means you save big after a 52-point outburst. The Rebels provided a scoring assist to all of you Dead Soxie fans. Take advantage of this incredible sale while you can. Use the promo code REBELGROVE to get 52% off your entire order on DeadSoxy.com. Sale runs from game to game. It ends at the... uh, kickoff of the Ole Miss Auburn game Saturday at 11 so don't miss your chance to score the deal of the year and our friends at Blue Delta are excited to announce they'll be hosting Mustache the band on Friday for the Square Jams after party come out see the basketball team on Friday night and then uh, head over to the Lyric for the uh, world's most powerful 90s country party band ticket packages are on sale now Some tickets include jeans, some don't, but all include admission to the concert and an open bar. This week, there's a special uh, deal for listeners of our little podcast here. Enter the code POD50, five zero P-O-D-50 at checkout for $50 off your ticket with an open bar and the opportunity to avoid the lines on the square. It's quite a deal. Go to com slash party. To get your ticket today, a couple things up on the site. The um, Davis City Osen Show, brought to you by The College Corner, is up in podcast form. It's also up in video form as well. It's brought to you by The College Corner, two locations in the Jackson area, plus collegecornerstore.com. And the Mason Brook Show is up. That's brought to you by The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson, or the com. Uh, Troy Brown, The Troy Brown Show, brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, will be released a little later today. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford or Tupelo or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or that area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429.
2: As I mentioned in the the open, a lot of reports regarding... Michael Trigg and his injury that he suffered on a 28-yard catch during the second half of the win over Vanderbilt on uh, on Saturday. It is a, a clavicle fracture, which is a broken collarbone for laymen. Um, but, well, however you want to call it. Uh, there have been reports of a, an extended link to the injury, potentially season-ending. Um, yesterday I spoke to Dr. Reeves Moore with Special Orthopedic Group, you on the podcast, you can listen to it there. And in his interpretation, again, he is not the doctor on Michael Trigg. We speak, simply discussed all forms of clavicle fractures and what the treatment plan for that would be. And uh, with surgery, he thinks that it's anywhere from a four to six week recovery. He's done it in as fast as three, getting football players back on the field anything beyond six probably would mean complications or at least severe pain where pain management was not uh, was not possible at that point. So go listen to the podcast. Again, he spells it out much better than me, being an idiot of medicine, can do. But with surgery quickly, he indicated that it would be very, very strange if Trigg was beyond that four- to five-week period, which would be Alabama- arkansas somewhere in that standpoint four weeks from yesterday was the monday going into alabama so that is sort of a timetable depending on anything regarding that again i have not heard that they have chosen surgery i have not heard a surgery date i know nothing i'm simply saying that from speaking to a orthopedic surgeon that is what the protocol would be and when
3: Michael Trigg would potentially be back on the field. So why do you think others are reporting that he's out for the year? Where, where do you think they're getting that information?
2: I mean, I guess it is possible that they have chosen not to have surgery, which, again, from my very limited frame, that doesn't make sense, according to what Reeves told me yesterday on the podcast, that people can listen to. I mean, but who who all would know? The, I mean, a very small number of people. I mean... And then, too, it's also possible people just say that because they hear break in a collarbone and just, guess. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess that's sure. perfectly possible, too. Hey, because I mean, when I first saw it, somebody said, hey, he's got a fractured collarbone. I'd go, oh, well, that's not good. That's going to take a minute because you're hitting people and doing different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was kind of shocked. Like, I started sending some texts, talked to Reeves. Like, hey, what do you think? He goes, I don't know, maybe like three to four weeks. I went, oh, that's better than I expected. I did not anticipate that.
3: So, um, mm-hmm. Kiffin was frustrated. He got the question. Michael Katz asked it because sometimes people in the media just have to ask, even though you know you're going to get the answer. So kudos to Michael for taking the barb for all of us. <laughs> but <clears throat> Lane's answer, the body language on that was frustrated. On kit on trig. That anything was out there. Yeah. He wasn't upset at Michael for asking. No, like, no, no. Lane's no, no, done no. this long enough to know that hey, I've got a policy. You guys are still going to ask. I'm still going to tell you we have a policy. But there was some frustration there. I mean, I've heard things about the frustration. I'm not going to dive all into it because I don't have anything resembling verification of that, but I've heard stuff. Just You've got a program that's the one voice thing, and when stuff like this gets out, then obviously it's, there are leaks. I mean, I've said this. I interview three players every Sunday. And maybe this is me not being very good. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm open to that idea, as you well know. But I don't think it's fair for me to go, so Mason, um, what's, what's going on with the health on the offensive line? What's, what's happening with – I don't think that's fair, right? So then if I come out – That's
2: not in the contract. Hey, you also have to divulge.
3: Yeah. And so if I do that to him, I'm, I feel like I'm putting him in a bad spot. Like, I was in a weird spot with Troy, and you'll see it in the interview today or hear it in the interview today. How are you feeling? you do not feel good. And I said out loud on the show, I said, you know, I, I know that you have a coach that doesn't like to talk about injuries, and you've probably been instructed not to talk about your injury. Just, we'll kind of dance around it a little bit. And maybe that's me being soft. It's, it's certainly possible that this is me having college-age kids. And I, I I view these kids sort of through that lens, but I, I don't. I think it's obvious that others are are going to players and 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 getting information about injuries. Maybe they're doing the right thing. I don't know. I just. It's, it's-
2: also very possible. But here's the. I mean, here's the thing. Why I do think there's some dart throwing is that. The team doesn't know the specifics to Michael Trigg's injury and surgery and rehab or lack thereof. Like, no, I thought, The number of people that actually would know the details of that information is very small.
3: Very small. I, I talked to a source, I'll just leave it at that, last night, and he was laughing about it. It was the whole, these kids, they, they, they don't, they spend the overwhelming majority of their time in their position room. If you're a wide receiver, for example, you pretty much spend the day with the wide receivers. Yeah, you go to practice and stuff, but you practice with the wide receivers. You go meet with the wide receivers. You watch film with the wide receivers. Yeah, you have an offense meeting, but you break up into position group pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Everything's position, position, position. Just the number of guys that would know the on that roster, the number of guys that would know the details of – Michael Trigg's injury is so small. It's it's a really small number.
2: Well, I said even beyond the the, no, hey, I'm back in four weeks, and three weeks we're going to do this, and like, come on, like, I mean, Trigg's not going, hey, hey, Dayton, you know what I mean? Yeah,
3: I mean, I mean, you know, you could tell that it was an injury. Not just, he didn't just get dinged. You could tell by the way that they went and looked at him, and then they got his pads off of him, and they escorted him into the locker room. The You could tell something was wrong. My suspicion at the time was that he'd separated a shoulder. But I noticed that they weren't popping a shoulder back in. So I, I did wonder, hey, I wonder if that's collarbone. I thought about it. I don't know. Look, there are some I'm trying to do this diplomatically, Chase. I really am. You're just sitting there let me just hang myself No, let um, me finish. am there are some that just will not say the words I don't know. Because <laughs> they've made they've made a living off being the insider. I'm just telling you, they're not there's not ten people. There there aren't five people in that building that are leaking.
2: Well, again, because this isn't a bit about, oh, well, they said this, I'm saying this. That's not the point. The point is, if you're correct, why and why is the protocol vastly different? It becomes the story. You know what I mean? It's not that, oh, wow, I want to be right or you're right or anything else. It's that, hold on a minute. I've got a very clear understanding of what this is supposed to look like. In
3: my understanding. So if, if, it's if a, that's way wrong, then what the hell's going on? If it's a fractured clavicle and he is out for the year, it begs the question, why? Yes. Today's just October the 11th. Why is he out for the year? If a doctor who has essentially been a team doctor for the premier program in the country mm-hmm. says, no, we get him back in three to four weeks. That's, that's, that's a, suddenly you have to start asking questions about, well, then are you treating guys the wrong way? Are you using outdated protocols for treatment? Are you not up with the most modern sports medicine? Those all become legitimate questions unless the injury is more severe, which is a whole other story, which is, and that's possible. Yeah, sure. But if you're just going to wildly report that he's out for the year and the report that came out of the Daily Mississippian was, was Most likely the year, yeah. And it was collarbone. Yeah. Well if it's a collarbone and he's out for the year, the question is why? The season goes the regular season's not over till Thanksgiving. Today's the eleventh, so you got twenty there's more than six weeks before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah, is Yeah, the state week is six weeks. Thanksgiving is six weeks from Thursday. Get your turkey now. Yeah. Kidding. Don't get it now. I guess you could get it and freeze it now.
2: Use the Oxford Exxon to uh, smoke your turkey if you would like. Yeah. We'll, we'll tell you all those details later in the year. <laughs> there you go. Um, nah, but it, that is the question. If, if, if it's a broken collarbone, why is he out for the year? He does not have any red shirt recourse, guys. There, whether no. it be a medical or a normal. No, he's played six games. Come yeah, on. he's played too much. Come on. The rules for medical red shirt are no game. It's no more than three or four game, no more than 30% of the season and no game in the second half of the season is yeah. the medical red
3: shirt rule. But he's past the 30%. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. it does not. It,
2: yeah. <laughs> Rebel Grizz is funny. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I – Again, I'm I'm going off of everything I know to go off of. Um, I believe that I passed along or asked someone with credible medical information yesterday, and that's what we know about the injury and about the. About Reeves. He doesn't know anything about medicine. Well, you know, he's
3: just out there, just, just spitballing, just whatever.
2: <laughs> so
3: he's just poking needles and stuff, and going, "Does that feel good?" No. Tape it up. Oh, yeah, uh, I mean, um, he uses a chainsaw when he opens. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: God. Okay. Um,
3: I I got nothing. Oh, uh, there's a reason that professional athletes come see him. There's yeah. Trust their trust, literally, the tools that the make millions and millions and millions, yeah. millions of
2: dollars that are in inside that, 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 that thing.
3: This knee sort of matters. I need it fixed right.
2: Um, we got more on Kiffin. Probably I was going to kind of we can do it now
3: later. It doesn't really matter to me. Well, the other thing we want to talk about is what what Michael Trigg's loss means. There are people that are trying to downplay it, and I'm not trying to make it out like it's the end of the world, but it it absolutely it's on two different levels.
2: Yeah. Is the first level is they just don't have tight ends like for a sheer number of players at that position. The only two scholarship players left at that position are Casey Keller, Kelly, and Kyron Heath. That's it. Yeah, I mean that, that that's all they have. Yeah. Heath is going to be a very good tight end. He's an athletic guy. He's going to catch the football and during over the course of his career. Mm-hmm. From what we were able to see during camp, he was a poor blocker. He did a really, he had a really hard time blocking
3: at the SEC uh, level. From talking to sources inside the program, that has not changed. Yes, that. Nor did they think it would change.
2: Yeah, he's a true freshman.
3: Yeah, his best It's football not is
2: time in, for him to be elite
3: yet. They they think he's going to be a very good player. Lane Kiffin said that yesterday yes. publicly, but. Going to be is not is. High expectations.
2: So but he's run... not there yet. Casey's a pretty good blocker. Doesn't do a very good job in the passing game.
3: He's limited there. They telegraph a little bit. What Trigg gave you was deception, if you will. They used Trigg in the running game, even though he wasn't a great blocker, but he was efficient enough. And he
2: occupied a man
3: always. He did. And then he was, he's an elite route runner pass catcher. He gave them another weapon mm-hmm. without him. I think what you're going to see is a whole lot of the four receiver set, which I think, I think they call it cheetah.
2: And in that situation, who is the fourth receiver? Number one. And number two, how does that affect the running game?
3: Cause you're having a
2: completely different blocking versus a tight end.
3: So you got Heath and Mingo on the outside Jordan Watkins has emerged as a very reliable weapon on the inside. I wrote about him yesterday at rebelgrove.com. It's in a notebook. Um, The other guy, I mean, they want it to be Jalen Robinson. He just hasn't stayed healthy. The hamstring's banged up again. You know, they want it to be him. And if it's not him, I guess they turn to J.J. Henry some. It's Henry and Dayton Wade. and Yeah. They've gotten nothing out of Knox this year. At all. Um. I mean, I'm looking right
2: now from a stats standpoint. Individual receiving. Old Miss is, from a catch number, here are the catches on a season. Mingo, 22 for 507. So he's actually on pace for a 1,000-yard season after the huge game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Malik Heath, 23 catches, 346 yards. Mm-hmm. Watkins, 15 catches and two, for 235. And he's been much more involved the last couple weeks. He is... He's looked like what I thought he was going to look like the last couple of weeks. I thought Watkins
3: done a pretty good job. He admitted yesterday this confidence got shaken a little early, but he's yeah. kind of gotten back into it.
2: And then Trigg, 17 for 156, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. That's that's relevant there. Sure. They only have 10 receiving as a team. Sure. He is, he's, he's three of them. Mm-hmm. And then after that, because we're talking about the next guys. Yep. Dayton Wade, five catches, 68 yards. JJ Henry, five catches, fifty-six yards just for the season. Mm-hmm. Then it's Judkins and Evans. Jalen four for twenty-six. Mm. He's hurt. Casey Kelly, one for three. Quay Davis one for
3: two. That's it. So what you're telling me is that Quay Davis about to become a star stepping up.
2: I'm telling you they could they could really use even what was the I mean I, I'm blanking on a name, which makes me really bad. Was it Pearson? What's the kid from Western last year? You know that oh, showed Jaquan. up. Yeah, yeah, he showed up for a minute. They could, they could use him right now. Yeah, that's what for I'm, sure. What, what I'm telling you, and Knox does not have a catch on the season.
3: Yeah, Dana should have stuck around.
2: I would, right now been critical. Yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, I he know. could give you a little bit. I wasn't
3: joking. Yeah.
2: So that that's the thing. You can go four wide, but. Who is it and what does it mean for you? Are you better off doing something else? I mean, I don't,
3: I don't know. It's why I asked Kiffin the general question, and I thought got a pretty good answer. Not asking for specifics, but how beat up are you? And he started off with it is what it is, and then he started getting into what it is, that every team has issues and they've got some, and then he said we've got a lot. And they do. I thought that was a telling answer. They've got to get through three more games to get to the open date. At some point, attrition gets you. Um, I wrote about this in in what he said, what he meant. Myperfectfranchise.net, by the way, (laughs) sponsors that. Um, You look around and you start to see some teams that are having injury losses, like losing games because of injuries. Kentucky and Arkansas. Those two in particular have probably lost football games that they otherwise may have won because of injuries. And you get to this place in the season where you start scratching your head a little. Like, how do, we, how do we navigate this?
2: So, Ole Miss, as a team, has played 442 offensive snaps this season. Looking forward here real quick. Mingo, 348 of those. Maliki, 331 of those. Watkins, 281. Beyond that, J.J. Henry is the only healthy wide receiver on the roster who has averaged at least 15 snaps per game beyond that. Yeah. Nobody else has even averaged 15 per game. one's at 96 over 6. Dayton Wade, 83 over 6, which is not past that. Kyron
3: Heath, by the way, has only played 29 snaps this season. Well, it's where you also wonder a little bit about – do you experiment with some stuff where you put – I guess you can't do this until you know you have Bentley back. Do you experiment a little bit with Zach Evans in the slot using Judkins where you put them on the field at the same time? Lane talked about it. He hinted a little bit yesterday. He said, you know, we're going to move people around like we always have. Oh, sure. I mean, they're not going to be slaves to the depth chart. No, they will figure it out. They're going to move stuff. Just because you're next guy up doesn't mean that you're next guy up. The
2: whole best 11, whatever that looks like.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you start to wonder. Do you look for a lineup with Judkins and Evans in there at the same time? Yeah, but you don't want to put Zach in a position where you're asking him to do something that he's not comfortable doing, and that leads to an injury. And now you're thin. You now go. you're really thin at tailback. Yeah, and I don't know Bentley's situation. So, yeah, I, I, he's missed three games.
2: I now? think he might be back because did I miss? Maybe I misspoke. So if anybody can correct me. Maybe you can. You can correct me. When media relations walked in yesterday, I felt like Bentley was given as an option. Did I misspeak that?
3: I, I, I Or didn't, mishear that? I didn't hear that. but I,
2: I thought Bentley was one of the people that was mentioned as an option to talk yesterday.
3: Oh. Okay.
2: I thought. Again, I could be wrong, but I thought I heard that. So, anyway. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnson Hill Creamery, JohnsonHillCreamery.com, Auburn this weekend. Get your tailgate orders in now if you'd like them to help you out. Remember, they're opening up early. 8 o'clock on Saturday morning to make sure everybody gets what they need. Also, they will deliver straight to the Grove. They'll take it to your tent, get it set up, take care of it all for you there with Johnston Hill Creamery. And then let me also tell you about their Halloween cheese class coming up. It's October 27th, 6 to 7.30. It's at their shop at 1503 White Oak Lane. They're going to teach you how to create a spooky charcuterie board to take home, plus other tips and tricks, snacks and dessert. You can reserve your spot on their
3: website, johnstonhillcreamery.com. Also brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth, watering, made from scratch. Louisiana cuisine, like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, more than 40 ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company. With the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock Auctions start at just a dollar. That's right. Every item starts at just one dollar. Shop now at AStock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups. So don't miss it. If you want it, bid it, win it. Uh, solutions RX is a probiotic multivitamin <clears throat> and supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside Mississippi. I've been taking some of their, just like vitamins and support stuff, like the um, Solutions uh, prescription support is what I meant to say. It's just kind of helps keep the vitamins in your body, helps limit side effects, keeps you more compliant taking your medications, Helps keep you healthier over the long term. It's solutionsrx.com. Promo code OEP at checkout to get 10% off your first order. Hawkeye Portable Buildings is located at 7991 Highway 7 South in Hawkeye, Mississippi. At Hawkeye, they custom build your building to your specifications. However you want your carport, ATV, or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings, Hawkeye can accommodate you. Pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. They'll make it happen. In-house financing is available. This delivery and setup within 75 miles of uh, Hawkeum as well, 662-226-2233, or go to hawkeumbuildings.com. You can also find them on Facebook or Instagram at Hawkeum Buildings, Hawkum Portable Buildings. 7South Tailgating is the way to go. If you are uh, looking to tailgate this weekend for the Auburn game, still a couple of games in November, Alabama, Mississippi State. If you want to lock in a tailgating package, you still can, 7SouthTailgating.com. You can book a single game. You can book multi, multi multiple games. Tailgating packages for any budget, any party size, any number of games needed. 7SouthTailgating.com. Speaking of tailgating, you want to make sure you got your game changer patches ready. When you, uh, Hit that first mimosa at about 8 a.m. on Saturday, knowing it's going to be a long day. Get the Game Changer Patches. It's the only two-patch system available in the market. Stop hangovers before they start. Warm-up patch used before while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Gamechangerpatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase.
2: Podcasts is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer medicine. Pick your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with G&M. Also, with their med packs, they individually package your medication for those who need that extra step. So, again, 662 236 We've talked about how much fun the... Twelve team playoff would be for a while, and I thought kind of an aspect that I didn't think about is at some point they would be putting out, I guess, just like the old the old playoff rankings and everything. You get to a certain point in the season where you'd have weekly ones, right? Yeah. Like this week is mm-hmm. a, is a good example because look, nobody get worked up over a fake mock bracket. No, damn okay? it. I'm, Like I'm, this I'm, thing literally
3: doesn't exist. I can so. feel my blood pressure rising. Like, right Like blame
2: now. Pat Forty or something if you want, but no, I'm I'm, an, I'm angry already. But they used, apparently, the logic that would be used for this, Dellinger and those guys, to do this.
3: Yeah, you're just making –
2: my I'm, blood's boiling. I know. So, a 12-team mock. Here's how the most likely scenario will work for a 12-team playoff whenever that does happen. Okay. It is um, automatic qualifiers to the sixth highest-ranked conference champions. Okay and then six at-large selections to the next six highest-ranked teams. Okay. According to that group, though, not AP, not coaches, none of that stuff. Okay, Right. The four highest-ranked conference champions receive buys has to be conference champions to receive buys. Yep. Um, Independents are not eligible to receive a buy, so Notre Dame would never have a buy no matter Oof. what their record is. And the four first-round games are played on the higher-seeds campus. Sign six, me up. Six bowls to host the quarterfinals and semifinals in a rotation with teams assigned to their league's historic bowl affiliation. Everybody wins. Meaning like when Alabama's the one seed, they get to go to the Sugar Bowl for the semifinals. Awesome. So they'll be in New Orleans, and then we'll have the whole kit and caboodle. Roll Tide. Okay. And then they said also, something to keep in mind, their seeding teams based on how they perform, who they performed against, blah, blah, blah. Of course. Of All course, right. yes. So last week, Ole Miss was the 11th seed in their thing. Yeah, and I was pissed. That was the final at-large spot. Ole Miss was the 11th seed, and I don't remember who they were. we're just
3: Ross and them are just assuming that Ole Miss isn't going to win the SEC championship. That is correct, Which pisses yes. me off because Ross hates Ole Miss.
2: So I'm getting there. Okay. This week – Ole Miss out of no, the twelve. I'm out. That's it. They beat Vanderbilt. They get to six and zero, and they're out. Well, no, I mean you know that first half
3: against Vanderbilt. Then we're going well, to hold that. that he, we're going to hold that against them. No, forever. here's the
2: point, and and this is where I like disagree, and I go, hold on, guys. And again, it's all going to work out. This thing does not exist. Doesn't exist. <laughs> but the reasoning is poor here. That's where I'm going here. Yeah. I, I stumbled upon this so quickly. The bracket, and then I'll get into the why's. TCU replaces Ole Miss as the final at large spot. They hadn't played anybody. Michigan would host them in a quarterfinal or yeah. a whatever first yeah. round game. Okay. In Ann Arbor, uh huh. Oklahoma State would host UCLA in this argument. Well, who's UCLA played? What have they done? They beat a Utah team. I they mean, lost Big to damn deal. Ohio State. With, oh, Ohio State gets the two seed. Bama uh, gets the three seed. Okay. Clemson gets the one seed. As I say, they've beaten oh, this, two ranked this opponents. Is, this is
3: infuriating.
2: The thing that doesn't exist. Yes, Clemson would play the winner of Tennessee, Penn State in an eight nine game. I mean, Penn State's getting mileage for beating an Auburn team that sucks. Again, like I'm not like whatever. This thing does not exist. Again, let me say that for like the night time. Georgia, Cincinnati in a five twelve game, and then SC with a four seed playing the winner of that in LA. These seedings really don't make sense, but that's not again. It doesn't exist, so it does not matter. Let me say that again. But when you look at it, you go, hold on a minute. This is dumb. So...
3: It's a shame this isn't a Monday. I could ask Lane about getting screwed in this book. In the mock fake <laughs> college football playoff I thing. I think he would look at me and just go, I'm, I'm done. I'm leaving. So here's my point, though. I did ask him about
2: Ross. This rock is rock. not Please actual logic for humans to make, right? Okay, here's my point. Okay. It says, I mean, Ross, to his credit, in the very first paragraph under the bracket, says the bubble, colon... With TCU's road win against Kansas this past weekend, God, there's not a sentence we thought we would say in the, in the, in the preseason. The Horn Frogs bump out Ole Miss to take the last at large spot in the bracket. It was a tough decision, but one broken down by the schedules. This is where it's, it is bullshit. The rebels win over Kentucky, while solid no longer counts as a top thirty victory after the Wildcats lost to South Carolina. We're not factoring in Will
3: Levis not playing in a football game. Yeah, and and shouldn't right. like at the time it's at the time they were right at the number win seven. Was. Yeah, one of the reasons that Kentucky fell apart is because they got hurt at Ole Miss. By the way, I, my understanding on Levis is that it's turf toe. Oh, really? And that it's a couple of weeks. Oh, that ain't good. Like I said, State has like a horseshoe straight up its tail yeah, right I can't, now. I can't vouch for the source on this, but a source told me, and a source told me how the source got it, that Levis is probably going to miss two weeks, at which point Mississippi State's living, they're living right.
2: Oh, I mean, they're running into a – I mean, they're having that type of season where it goes, hold on, well, everything's falling in place. And then UCLA gets in, despite their strength of schedule being
3: 108th. Are they assu- – no, because they're not – they're, no, they're
2: not assuming anything. No. It's only to this date. Yeah. This doesn't make
3: sense. No, but – Again, it I, does. Not, not, not only does it not, is it fantasy right now, but at this point in the season, there's still so much season left that my answer would be before – Take a breath. Hey, take a breath. It's going to work its way out. Yeah. You here's eight. the thing. Here's the thing. At an, old, an SEC – let's say – take Ole Miss, for example. And eleven and one, Ole Miss is making the tournament. It just is. Well, ten and two, they're making the tournament. Probably they might get in at nine and three. So my point is, is that I would my, my response to this t- today, if this were real, would be it's okay. Let it. It's half a season left. Ole Miss still plays Alabama. Ole Miss still plays Mississippi State. Still got to go to LSU, to College Station, to Arkansas. I mean, there's a lot left. Probably going to sort itself out. Frankly, it's a shame that we don't have it right now. Because oh, it would be a so much fun. Well, I
2: guess that was my point. was One, we would get to have these discussions. Two, they would be a very much a playoff where We're covering playoff games and things that really damn matter. Yeah. Completely. And then the other thing is it's so much it keeps so many other teams in play because getting to the top twelve opens up so many things versus the top four where you're of eliminated course. almost immediately and it's of like course. okay, fine, whatever. I mean, under this scenario, all of the teams we've mentioned, including Ole Miss and all that, would be in the in, in the running, obviously. And then teams like Utah, Purdue, Washington State, Florida even, would still be in it technically. Could get to twelve. You could do a path. Sure. Likely no, but there's a path. Sure. Of
3: course. Hell Notre Dame would still be alive. Yeah. No, it's 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 listen, there's a reason the NFL does it and it works. The four team playoff is stupid. It's it's always been stupid. But now players are getting paid, NIL deals, all that stuff. There's less excuse, if you will. I'm all for it. I've told you. I'm, I'm, completely, I'm completely on board even with taking the four losers of the c- campus games. And if they want to, they can go play in the Las Vegas Bowl and make a trip out of it. Whatever. We should not complain about more football.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
2: We shouldn't complain about more football. That's, that's fair. That's fair.
3: <laughs> I, I, I mean, I really would actually – I would probably love to go, hey, there's a mock-out lane that you fell out of the 12-team playoff. Do you have any thoughts? <laughs> he would look at you even weirder than when he looked at you when you asked about paper, rock, scissors yesterday. But he would give you an answer. I think he would tell you that he – I think he would laugh, and then I think he would tell you that he's for the playoff. This is good. It's good for the sport. It's good for – frankly, it makes programs like Ole Miss far more relevant than they've been in the past.
2: Well, it makes you completely
3: relevant. You're in the playoff. I mean, you're... even today, Kansas would go, hey, we can still get back. Yeah, well, They would. They'd be talking
2: about today it. Today they could. Sure, yes. of course. I mean, we'd all look at it and go, "Ah." Okay. No, but if but you're in
3: sure. that building in Lawrence, Kansas – that's what you would say. That's how you would get the guys back after a disappointing loss. Yeah. Hey, guys, 12, get in. Hey, we still, we still got time. Still got time. An 11-1 Kansas would be in the conversation. Still got time. It's good for the sport.
2: Yeah, you got six spots at large. No, he had no problem with the rock, paper, scissors. I'm just making fun. Like, he was completely fine with that conversation. He kind of laughed at it. Yeah. It, it, it breaks – it gives him some levity. It breaks the monotony a little bit for, for him.
3: You say rock, paper, scissors or paper, rock, scissors? I say rock, paper, scissors. Do you? And then, I mean, it got completely completely dismissed yesterday, but it was really not a smart move by Ladarius Tennyson to reveal his strategy. He goes, I'm a rock guy. I always go rock. Well then you're now the other two guys are gonna go paper and you're not gonna start. You just gave it away unless unless he said I go rock always. And now they're gonna go both go paper. Now Now he's gonna go scissors and go, gotcha. Y'all figure it out. But I'm starting. So there's a lot going on. So we
2: could put playing chess here. Could be. We're gonna find out. Well, is this like right before the game? Is this the day before? When does this, this I'd, take I'd place? I'd love to know.
3: I'd like to know more. I mean, frankly, that's are, one of the more interesting... Are people watching? Like, do you have teammates around? Well, Lane just said the team... They, they settle it among themselves. That way they don't have to get involved. And they just the tell Partridge, hey, I'm, I'm the guy. We're the guy. I have a feeling it's a little more complicated than that. But for the storyline, I'm, I'm all in.
2: Well, the overall snap counts are definitely a little more complicated than that. Hey, yeah. you don't automatically get 62 snaps because right. you won the paper-rock-scissors right. contest. because you went rock. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate the method. I mean, it's like, does it really matter who plays the first play?
3: No. Here. Yeah. No, of course not. I've had it. I mean, if they didn't trust all three dudes, they wouldn't be allowing this. Thing. I seem rarely starts, so I'm starting to think that he's just really bad at rock-paper-scissors.
2: You do wonder if he does the same thing every time and they know it. Yeah, I mean,
3: are you... You got to mix it up. Are you always going scissor and they go rock what what's what's the deal? Like I'd like to now my lead question to Ashim is are you mixing it up or are you just playing do you not understand the game? Like I'm fairly sure at this point Troy Brown doesn't completely understand point spreads, and it's why I'm beating him in our competition, which is a good thing. He tells you Troy's not betting on college football, which sure. is probably a healthy thing for a a college student. Mm. Not to be betting on a lot of college football, especially one who plays college football, could lead to a conflict of interest and stuff. It's fair, but you begin to wonder if Ashim doesn't fully understand the nuance of rock paper scissors that you you do have to mix it up. You cannot always have the same play.
2: And you're out for the year if you do one of those dumb things where you try to do like the water or the fire or something. No, it, no, this, you're is, out. this is a traditional game. Yes. If you cheat once, you're out. You have That's three it.
3: choices. Yes, you can't. No.
2: No. None of that bull crap. No. <clears throat> I mean, I guess they could call it something other than
3: paper grind, but that's, that's what it's called. Trying to make it. Don't make this more complicated than it is.
2: The technical name is like what? Rochambeau? Is that right?
3: Is that right? Is that right? I don't know. Isn't that. it
2: Rochambeau? Or am I, is Rochambeau something else? Rochambeau
3: I mean, was the code word for uh, the attack in in um, the Revolutionary War on Yorktown that ultimately was the finisher. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Napoleon and Alexander Hamilton, all those guys. All those guys.
2: Most kids need to show up with a couple gift cards, hand them out, and say, I win this week, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. You do wonder if one of them, like if I assume somebody finally goes, hey, we need a new game. If you don't start for like five weeks in a row, you're like, yeah. okay, like, hell.
3: Yeah. Can, I, can we not play Yahtzee? or?
2: Clue, but if you yeah. Put
3: like Monopoly out there. They could, it could be the third quarter before they, they got it settled.
2: I mean, have you ever actually played a Monopoly game to finish, though? Yes. Oh, have you really? Oh, yes. I've never actually completed a Monopoly game. Yes. On multiple the completion, occasions. Like, it takes a while. I mean, I just don't care enough. Whew. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Lane yesterday. I guess that was about it. I don't think it was anything else that Really stuck
3: out. Not he was in a really. good mood. He was he, fine. He used Jonathan Mingo's uh, award uh. to speak to other members of the football team. <laughs> in a not-so-subtle. Who
2: do not give the type of effort that Jonathan Mingo. In a not-so-subtle
3: fashion. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh as he did it Twice. He did go back to it. Well, he got asked again about Mingo, and instead of going, I've already talked about this, he went, you, you know, he goes, you know, if you, in a meeting, if you ask every player who likes football, they all raise their hand, but that's not true. <laughs> and he went into more detail. That's true. Oh, there's no question about it.
2: Not everybody likes football. Not
3: everybody who plays college football loves football.
2: He pointed out Mingo being very emotional when he couldn't play last year when he got the Jones fracture and was out for a while. Yeah. Effectively ended as a season. Well, he said from, on uh,
3: Saturday, you know, that had Jonathan not gotten hurt last year, he probably was going pro. Oh Miss it's very <laughs>
2: fortunate he did so not get hurt. Sometimes
3: things happen for a reason, all that stuff. Lane's gotten real deep the last few months. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, <laughs> he is different.
3: He's a lot deeper than he was in 2020.
2: I mean he
3: admitted he he said you know happy for matt jones but he felt bad about the clark lee thing i thought that was really interesting because i watched remember we talked about it on the show i watched them interact and i couldn't tell whether clark was upset with with lane and it turns out clark was not upset with lane lane was explaining to clark here's what we did i kind of feel bad about it but here's why we did it i was trying to get this and and i'm sure clark lee was like look dude we were doing onside kicks and going for two, so it's all it's all fair.
2: Yeah, you can't do one and then get pissed about the other. I mean, no, 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 no. I I,
3: I did not get the impression from talking to people that Clark Lee was upset. No,
2: they were trying to get one pass, throw it to me and go, tell him to get out of bounds, go sit down,
3: get the record. And, and then... Vanderbilt was running a defense that prevented that. Yeah, and then they finally created a way, and in the process, they'd move down the field, and then they let. Jones get a couple of carries and he gets in the end zone because he was trying to score. Well, I don't
2: blame him. I and he was like, we zone. should
3: have, in hindsight, probably should have just taken a knee.
2: He did admit his team gets mad at him when he
3: does that. Well, you know, here's the thing: a guy like Matt Jones
2: busts his ass every, every
3: week, night. comes out there busting his ass, knowing that the reality is he's probably not going to play
2: today at practice. He's Tank Bixby.
3: Yes, today at practice he is Tank Bixby, wearing his number probably. And the odds are he won't play Saturday. And next week he'll be some cat for LSU. And the odds are he won't play. He might not even travel. Yeah. But he'd been the the scout team player of the week four weeks in a row. And they wanted to reward him. And they did. And I thought that was cool. Yeah,
2: I got no problem with
3: that at all. And I suspect that neither did Clark Lee. Clark Lee's got bigger problems.
2: Yeah, whether Lane runs a series or not, is not his. Got to go to Athens. With backups.
3: Got to go to Athens. Probably wondering if there, is there any way we could get a hurricane in the Gulf real quick? Is there something we can do?
2: I do feel bad for the kids when they go into a game like that. Sure. Where you can't even
3: convince yourself you're competitive. No, and if, I mean, if I'm Clark Lee, I'm trying to think of a way to subtly do this where I can spend the week preparing for Missouri. Because you can't get that. I'm, one. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take my shot there.
2: Yeah, we're running. Tri- we're doing. We're, we're in on Missouri. Letting it
3: all hang out next week. Yeah. This is the game that you want to send the message across to Kirby that goes. Hey,
2: I got Ela. Hey, I got I got I got hey, Drinkwitz next white week. White flag.
3: Where... Here's the white flag. Can we figure out how to do this in a way that? Yeah. It... I got one. I
2: can get coming up. Yeah. Let's let's. We're not we're not really. I know trying. y'all almost didn't get him, but I feel like I got a shot on that
3: one. Why don't y'all dial it down a little? Yeah. We'll dial this down a little. Let's just get to next week. You've yeah. got bigger fish to fry. You've got Florida coming up, bud. Yeah. And we got we got one we, got one we think maybe. <laughs> just maybe. Yeah.
4: Well,
3: I guess mean, what you want is like paper airplane the message across.
2: Like, yeah. hey. Uh. Well, here's the deal on that. I'll mention it after the break in a second. Prom shrimp. Prom shrimp.com. Six different flavors right there to your door. Shipped directly to you. And then 10 minutes or fewer than 10 minutes in boiling water. They are ready to go. Restaurant quality shrimp on your plate. The uh, newest is Lemon Crack Pepper. The Signature is a great, a versatile, all-purpose option as well. They've got the Louisiana Shrimp Boil, the Simply Shrimp that you season yourself, or maybe more discerning palates or kids, and the French Quarter Alfredo and the garlic herb butter, something for everyone there. They also are selling their uh, two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp, a lot like what's at the grocery store, except a higher-quality shrimp from the New Orleans-based company. So that's code MPW for $20 off your first order. That's primeshrimp.com.
3: ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt, the beast of Baldwin. It's a a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator. ACS can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. It's acsllcms.com. Lammons Fine Jewelry is at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for three-quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, pearls, fashion jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. It's lammonsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Brought to you by Pinnacle. Uh, Get in touch with Pinnacle's uh, 401k advisory services team. They'll conduct a complimentary no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. Um, it's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis is the guy to go to if you're thinking about making a uh, trip. You want a trip to be kind of fun, we're working on the road to Boise on McCrady and Siski. The loser has to uh, protest the um, unethical treatment of potatoes at the famous potato bowl in Boise in December and yeah, we're trying to make it a fun trip. Uh, I got in touch with John. I was like, Hey, can you work up a couple things? And he did. So now we're trying to sell that. And, um, but regardless, we'll go to Boise, and John's going to help us get there. 901-494-3387 or RegencyTravel at regencytravel.net. If you're coming up this weekend, make Opa a part of your weekend. It's the newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, An amazing candlelit patio and more, 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse. I'll have a mailbag up tomorrow. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662 567 2573, 662 842 3844. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They sponsor Neil's Picks, which will be out on Thursday. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you. If your company is looking to hire uh, quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you as well. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. It's always free for the candidates. You've got nothing to lose. Give Will, Sidney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or out. Out their new and improved website, service specialist ltd. dot com.
2: Saw so Ole Miss made uh, Scott Van Pelt's bad beats for the week it would count. Speaking of the oh. uh, the late score there, yeah, to put Ole Miss over the number. I appreciated it. Did you? I did. Yeah, yeah. I, kind of, I, I was expecting a knee. I was starting to go, hey, it's gonna be all right, and then, yeah, not, not, not all right. Not so much. It's okay.
3: <sighs> How much have lines moved? I am pulling them up. I'm I am curious now. Know the
2: Monday Night game last night. Chiefs thirty, Raiders twenty
3: nine. NFL just delivers week after week, week after week. You know after that after is week. one
2: frustrating place in Vegas because oh. the Raiders are not bad, no, and they're one and four. They just keep blowing games. They could be four they're and keep one, blowing Easy. games. Yeah. Came to city down by seventeen last night. Travis Kelsey scores four times. The Raiders blew the one against the Cardinals. I mean, it's just it's it's been every week there's been some issue there. They played the Chargers close in Week One. But alas, they are uh, they are one and four Chiefs now four and one after the home win over uh, over Vegas. Ole
3: Miss Line seems to have settled finally. It was kind of volatile a little bit yesterday. Uh, Ole Miss minus fourteen and a half, which is a better number than sixteen. Sixteen and a half at one point yesterday. I was like, what the hell? Sixteen and a half. It got up to sixteen and a half yesterday for a little bit. And then people jumped on Auburn plus That's, the points and it Yeah. And now it appears to have settled. I'm looking to see some of the other lines. I'm just kind of curious. Um, Alabama minus seven and a half at Tennessee. That line is settled. Oklahoma State plus three and a half at TCU. That line is settled. NC State, a lot of money coming in on the Wolfpack because that line now down to three and a half. Ooh. It was five. Uh, the Arkansas line, a lot of money coming in on Arkansas, which I think is a sign that KJ Jefferson's going to play that line down from three to one and a half. Um, Let's see what else we've got here. Vanderbilt, Georgia's 38 and a half. Wisconsin is a seven point favorite at Michigan State. Um LSU still a three point dog at Florida. ULM somehow getting 17 points at South Alabama. If you want to take the Warhawks to win, you can get the money line at 625. It tells you how confident that Vegas is in the Jags. Clemson is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Florida State. Stanford is 16-and-a-half-point dog at Notre Dame. Nebraska, 13-point dog at Purdue. The Mississippi State line keeps going up, which tells you that what I'm hearing probably is right. Mississippi State, a seven-point favorite in Lexington. USC, still a a three-and-a-half-point underdog at Utah. North Carolina, a seven-point favorite at Duke. Washington State, a a three-and-a-half-point underdog. Dog at Oregon State. And then that big Nevada game that Chase is looking forward to. Nevada Midnight. minus six at Hawaii. That's all? That's it. Minus six. The Wolfpack suck too. Clearly.
2: I mean, State seriously could have four SEC games in a row against backup quarterbacks. That is amazing. Sometimes
3: when you get lucky, the luck comes in
2: spades, I mean, man. it just runs through. Bill Connolly this week ranking the 15 remaining unbeaten teams in FBS. They have Ole Miss slated at number seven per the computers. So One I've got computer has Ole Miss at eight. One computer has Ole Miss at six. Mm-hmm. They give their odds of going 12-0 and at 6.4% is what they have that uh, at. That's about right. Um, they give them an 84% chance of beating Auburn on Saturday per the computers. Why are the Rebels not ranked higher? The droughts are concerning. The Rebels scored 21 points against Troy in 11 minutes and 28 against Tulsa in 13, but managed just 14 total points in those games And the other 96 minutes. They scored 14 on Kentucky in six minutes and eight in the other 54. They scored 10 in the first 29 against Vandy, Other against better teams. You don't get away with that. Why are they not... Why are, why they aren't ranked lower? The surges are exhilarating. Jonathan Mingo was maybe the nation's nation's best deep threat, Quinshawn Judkins and Zach Evans are averaging 6 yards per carry, over 35 carries per game, and teams can't feel safe about having put the Rebels away unless they're up 35 in the fourth quarter. There's Bill Connolly on the Rebels. They have Clemson at 6, Tennessee at 5, Michigan at 4, Georgia at 3, Alabama at 2, and Ohio State at 1. One of the interesting things to that, and I had it up, and I hope I did not accidentally
3: go away from it. If you had to put a big stack of money on one team right now to win the national championship, who would you put it on? That was
2: actually what I was trying to find, is um, there is a new favorite. Ohio State is now the betting favorite in Vegas to win the national title. win the whole
3: thing. Who would you bet on if you had to bet on one team today? Had to put it all on one team
2: I know how scary this is, but I think I pick Ohio State simply because of injuries and there's something about Georgia I don't trust. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you could see Bama losing before and then Georgia losing that. You know what I mean? Sure. It Just getting there feels – give me the team that I feel like is going to make it and I'll just hope they win a game. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I don't necessarily love them to win, but I like them more than anybody else. If I just have to pick one. yeah. Now, I hate the odds. The Buckeyes now plus 200 to win the national title. You only get two to ones because their path is easier. Alabama and Georgia both at 220. Don't like either one of those odds either. What kind of odds would I get on... First time since November 2020 that a team other than Alabama or Georgia has been the favorite. What are my odds on, like, Oak State? Let's see who I have those things for. I don't know if I have an Oklahoma State one, but I have, um, those are the only single digit options and nearly 60% of the money is on one of those to win the national title. Mm -hmm. Clemson is 12 to one. SC is 16 to one. Michigan is 20 to one and Tennessee is 40 to one. So Oklahoma State's
3: outside 40 to one. I mean, SC's got a pretty clean path to the playoff if they beat Utah. He's still going to play UCLA. That game will be relevant for the first time in forever. 30 people show up this time. Um,
2: If you'd like to bet on an Ohio State-Alabama national final, it's plus 400. Four to one odds are going to play each other in the final. I just don't
3: know what I – I I don't – I need to know more about Bryce Young. Some right of the now. problem with
2: that one too is I could see Bama losing, sure. which would make them the four seed, which makes it impossible to play Ohio State in the final. Right, because they play in the semi. They got to be the two or, or the three. three.
3: Yeah, and, and look, I'm not. Hey, I, I'm, I'm. I'm. Be real here. I'm. I'm not handing Alabama the SEC West right now. Mm-mm. They could lose twice. I mean.
2: I'd, like, just lose one. Oh, Miss isn't surrendering. Yeah.
3: Mississippi State's not surrendering that game just yet. I mean, I'm I'm not. I'm not just handing Alabama the West today. They still got to go to Oxford, Knoxville, Baton Rouge. Still got to play State. Got some stuff go. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Auburn can play with them, but I didn't think Auburn could play with them last year. I no, only gave the game away. I mean, with T.J. Finley, at quarterback. Mm-hmm.
2: Joey Fiesel, the lead college football trader at Caesars, said, besides that first game against Notre Dame, Ohio State's looked invincible. But I really think, but I think really the move to get Ohio State to the top of the board was because Georgia and Alabama have been shown hints of being beatable.
3: Um, which, yeah, sure. Yeah,
2: very much. Yeah, Ohio State, but. It's wide
3: open in a way. I mean, as much as wide open as college football can be. Let's put it that way. And yet, I say all that, and deep down, I sort of expect Alabama to pop Tennessee Saturday. I sort of and just expect. the ex-
2: world to sort of come back on its axis. Yeah, and- for saving
3: to kind of walk off with that cat that ate the canary. Okay, got Yeah, like, mm mm-hmm. I heard you. Y'all just keep talking. Just feeding my team. You're doing my job for me. Thank you. Because little little smirk. Because I bet the public money
2: is all over the balls
3: this week, getting the eight. Probably. Cheering for it. Just cheering for it.
2: They don't get an opportunity very often to be disrespected.
3: The underdog, if you will. And when they do get it, they usually spank you. I mean,
2: hard. I'm looking here, trying to find it. Let me get to college football. That'll be quick. Alabama, Tennessee, 84% of the bets are on Tennessee. 84%. Yeah, give me Bama. Alabama has 16% of the bets at minus 7.5 right now. I'll just take Alabama.
3: That's just... 84. They're going to roll in there with their cigars ready to go. Did you see where they ordered goalpost? Did you see it yesterday? No.
2: Assuming it was real, I did not do any double checking here, but somebody somewhere said something about Danny White had made sure they had additional goal,
3: some sort of... (laughs) When you play them, there's one strategy in that week. Publicly, what you say is, we're just honored to be on the same field with them. He's the greatest that's ever lived. They're the best team on our schedule. They're the best, they're, they are the model program. We all aspire to be them. What they've done is incredible. Frankly, we are fortunate to be allowed to be on the same field with them. Now, what you say privately to your team is something entirely different, but what you say publicly is along those lines. You don't give them anything, anything that could be bulletin board. You make them create their own energy. Do not give it to them. Don't wake sleeping
2: tigers. Just let them sleep. Tiptoe around them. Let them sleep. Go on about your business.
3: Let them sleep. Hope they're asleep. Hope they're asleep. But you damn sure don't throw hot water on I'm like, ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Leave them alone. Hope for the best. I'm told that Bryce Young could have played Saturday, that Saban and them felt like they could win without him. It was awfully close, but they did ultimately win. I do believe Bryce Young will play on Saturday. Oh, really? Yes, I have that on pretty decent authority. That Bryce Young will play Saturday. Okay.
2: If he doesn't, I mean, it. Yeah,
3: it. It feels like he. Yeah. Yeah, I th- think he's gonna have a big day. Kind of feels like the game where Will Anderson has a big day. Kind of feels like they announced their presence with authority. It's kind of what I'm expecting. Game day, SEC Nation, everybody's there. It's like everybody's showing up for some coronation, and they're going to walk out of there going, "We're still the king."
2: That is a good point. Like it, it is a certain amount of like everybody's getting a spectacle for the party.
3: Remember when you were a kid, well you probably don't remember this, but like there'd be a professional, the championship match, and you were like, oh, this is going to be the time. Finally, whoever the champ is that you were tired of, this is when they finally lose. And they build it up and build it up. And, and everybody's cheering for the underdog. And two or three different times the ref goes, one, two, and his hand's almost there and he lifts up. And then ultimately the champ wins and he walks out keeping his belt and everybody goes home <sighs> disappointed feels like that feels like everybody's there to see a dethroning and Alabama instead, gonna, somebody's getting beheaded Alabama's gonna walk out with the belts around yeah kind of Ric Flair like I just kind of almost wouldn't that be cool if Nick Saban was like to be the best you got to beat the best Woo! I'd love it I'd laugh out loud I just think Tennessee <laughs> goes home unhappy I just don't see it it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. It feels like it's just too much right now. Just, just not, just not there. Tennessee sort of did its part last week. They dismantled LSU, and everybody's like, "Oh, here we go." And I don't. Oh it's no. good for Tennessee. They got UT Martin next week. Sure, I mean, they're fine. I mean, look, just if, if they get beat by Alabama, it doesn't mean that he's not. But you not wouldn't in. want State or somebody next no, week. No, but it doesn't mean that he's not making progress. And no, Knoxville clearly good. is. Yeah, I mean, beating Alabama is hard. Yeah, they're good. It's why I think Kiffin wants this Auburn game so bad. It's because it's the only team outside of Alabama that he hadn't handled here. Mm-hmm. And when you hadn't beaten Alabama, you go, well, nobody else does it either. Also gives him a 14-game
2: home wing streak into the Alabama game.
3: Mm, sure. Yeah.
2: Podcast to you in part by Northeast Spark, SPARC, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, pro controls, network security, and much more. So again, give them a call for the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159.
3: Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dentals helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. Call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile, 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate, based out of Jackson, Mississippi, they service the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as industrial, retail, office, medical, and land. B.B. Mitchell with Pinpoint provides a plethora of commercial real estate services, but his core focus is sourcing investment properties for his clients. Pinpoint sets itself apart with its ability to source off-market opportunities for its investor clients, which maximizes returns. Pinpoint takes great pride in its attention to detail, professionalism, and hard work for all your commercial real estate needs. Call B.B. Mitchell, 601-934-5008. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a sixty-eight acre, thirty-two stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. A lot offered at Southern Traditions. Get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. We'll be taping Butcher versus Spin Instructor later today. That's brought to you by LB's Meat Market. LB's be a great place for coming in this weekend. Maybe you're. Um, doing the Grove thing early on Saturday, and then you're going to light your grill, uh, enjoy the late slate, and um, enjoy the great weather on Saturday night. Stop by LB's 2008 University Avenue in Oxford. All the freshest cuts of beef, uh, chicken, pork, house-made sausages, fresh seafood, so many other things there at LB's Meat Market.
2: Associated Press reporting that the NFL has... um agree to essentially look at their rupping the passer penalties moving forward, try to find some semblance of balance here with them. Um, some people, a lot of people are wanting video review, um, of them to put that into something that is reviewable as there have been three or four very critical calls that clearly were not malicious in the mm-hmm. last two weeks that have changed games, including the chiefs almost losing after a really bad call on Chris Jones last night in this Monday night football game. Um, The poor reporter got the quote from the head official after the game, said the quarterback is in the pocket, and he's in a passing posture. He gets full protection of all the aspects, what we give the quarterback in a passing posture. My ruling was the defender landed on him with full body weight. The quarterback is protected from being tackled from full body weight. The problem was that he did not have the ball. It was a fumble, and that as they were piling up, Jones fell on the quarterback. It's not roughing the passer. passing. because he wasn't passing. The NFL does instruct referees, if there is even a doubt, call the penalty. That is the only penalty where the NFL tells their officials to err on the side of caution and be much more liberal with flag throwing versus any other penalty. There has been no directive after the Tungvaloa hit or anything like that. That's simply how they've been calling it this season. Um, It takes 24 votes to pass should a team ask for a vote without the competition committee requesting said vote. It would take twenty four to change the rule for roughing the passer, so here's the deal though they're going to protect quarterbacks. They have at least twenty five quarterbacks making at
3: least twenty five million dollars in the NFL this season. Yeah, you go to a game you've, we've talked about this before. you want to see Aaron Rodgers on the field? you want to see Joe burrow, Tom Brady, you want to see those guys that's you want to see Patrick Mahomes, so they got to protect them, but you got at get, the same time at the same time, you don't want to turn it into a circus
2: and in, it's the last couple weeks have been some pretty dumb calls yes. that that have not made sense at all um so yeah uh let's see playoffs today where's your interest level pretty high in couple all just in general for baseball posts pretty much
3: just in general uh Braves Phillies is really high Guardians Yankees is really high Astros Mariners is pretty high. Braves won the
2: series from the season against the Phillies eleven to eight, but I think the run differential was only like three runs over the nineteen games. Pretty I, people expecting a fairly close series between Braves and
3: and Phillies. Yeah, I mean this is the game. Game one's the game that Atlanta needs to get because you don't want to get back into having to face Nola and um, and mm-hmm. uh, Wheeler.
2: Braves executives still getting work done. They announced in the last 24 hours a six-year deal for Strider. Yeah. Their uh, they're starter. They're locking up all the young talent. Yeah. In Atlanta. He's doing a really good job. He's done a hell of a job. Yes. What was interesting, though, is I was reading some social media when they announced it, and everybody was happy that Strider, but there is a lot of pressure on him to get Swanson done. The local boy shortstop. Yeah. To get that, get and, to get that finalized.
3: And if I'm Dansby – I'm watching because, look, it's possible that the market's going to get reset at shortstop. You've got Trey Turner. You've got um, Xander Bogarts. In mm-hmm. all 99% likely Carlos Correa. And Dansby Swanson having a great season in a contract year. Unless you just want to give the Braves a discount, if you're his agent... Don't you say, hey. You don't want to
2: give the discount. Well, don't you want to go, hey,
3: number one, we have an obligation to shortstops who come after you. And number two, this is your payday for your life, champ. If Carlos Correa is going to get an eight. This
2: is that contract you've been waiting on.
3: If Carlos Correa is going to get eight for 250, you might get seven for 210. And the Braves are probably not wanting to go there with Mm-hmm. D'Ansby Swanson. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's Dansby Swanson. Hey Siri, how old is Dansby Swanson? Twenty
2: eight. Twenty eight. Twenty
3: eight. So here's his payday.
2: Yeah. Uh, book sales have been good. We're in stores this week. Um. So, we'll see where it goes from there, but yeah online uh ben it's been it's been good uh you got any signings this weekend? No, I've got Lemuria next week. I was very, very happy with it at two thirty. I was terrified yeah. of an eleven a m kick for l s u next week, but that works out well, um, and then several in November that have already been lined up
3: um but we got a real uh, shot at eleven a m for a and m I mean it's a real really? shot it's it's just so it's just right there, just just gotta get it. Gotta get that. Gotta make that happen. Need that to be a thing. Really don't want to be pulling out of that place at one thirty in the morning. That's fair.
2: I mean, if I'm not mistaken, the year I went for you, I think it was an 8 o'clock tip.
3: Kick. It was. I think... Because I couldn't sleep because I was running the marathon the next morning. Yeah, and I, I was cutting photos for y'all at midnight. Were you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't Because
2: yep. I remember getting back to the hotel, and if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong here, but by the time we got done, this might make sense. I think... I rode back to the hotel with Hugh Kellenberger, and I think he had a flight at like five, and he went straight to the airport when he dropped me off.
3: Yeah, I've got a flight that because I
2: drove back, but I think he flew yeah. straight from the game.
3: My flight back from Houston's like at seven a.m. I mean, so if it's a night game, I'll probably just drive straight to Hobby. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong in the parking lot, Hobby? Um, yeah.
2: Your schedule today, if you're curious, it's it's uh Phillies Braves at twelve oh seven on Fox for that game. Suarez and Freed are the starters for that one. Uh Seattle at Houston is at two thirty seven in Houston. Logan Gilbert and Justin Verlander, are the starters in that one. Uh Will Kate be there. Does she go to all the games? She's there a lot, yeah. Okay. Typically is there. She's in a she wears a Astros jacket a lot. There's like a certain jacket most people usually see her in. Uh, Cal Quantrill and Garrett Cole for Guardians and Yankees. That is at six thirty-seven on TBS today, and then Padres and Dodgers in the um, in the uh, in the nightcap. Kershaw throwing game two. By the way, he's not throwing today in game one. Uh, Clevenger going for the Padres. Tickets as low as twelve dollars for Braves, Phillies, thirty-two for Mariners, Astros. 100 for Guardian Yankees and
3: 59 for Padres and Dodgers tonight. Did you see where Mets did not sell out game three against the Padres? Really? Yeah. Had the lowest attendance of the series for the Sunday night game. I wonder why. I don't know. Is it a I'm, Sunday thing? Or does that not matter? My guess is it's their fan base a little peeved. I would be. If I were a Mets fan, it would be hard for me to. Hard it's for me it's, to let it's this where the season owner go.
2: screws up. A, you get the deal done, as you said yesterday. And B, God, just make it where your fan base doesn't hate you if it goes wrong. Do everything you can do and then let it fall where it falls. You had an opportunity to
3: put the division
2: away, and well, you yes. didn't do it. I mean, I get it took a historic second-half run by the
3: Braves, but, but you even, could have even
2: made that irrelevant. Even
3: with the historic, they barely got it. Mm-hmm. If you're the Mets, if you just played okay – the Braves could have been as historic they as they wanted to be and you wouldn't have got they wouldn't have caught you. Yeah.
2: That was Cowboys number by the way 5 in the ESPN power ranking this Yeah. Morning.
3: 4 and 1. Yeah. I no problem with that. No. Cowboys, Eagles, Bills, Chiefs going to be a great great Sunday. Giants up to number 11, 4 and 1.
2: Mm, hard to ignore them the ESPN computers give them a
3: 53% chance of making the playoffs.
2: Which speaks to still so, some low uh, probability. That would,
3: that would make Brian Dayball the NFL Coach of the Year. Oh, God. I mean, that trophy's his if he makes the playoffs.
2: Yeah, because they
3: – Oh, my God, they're yeah. horrible. <laughs> He's doing it with Daniel Jones? Yeah. <laughs> it was a big win for them in, in in London against Green Bay. I don't know if you saw their sideline. They, they – yeah. They celebrated that. I that was probably a happy plane ride back.
2: We thought that A AL, AFC West was going to be just the slobber knocker for seventeen weeks, and the Chiefs now have an eighty eight percent chance of winning the division. Even in week whatever we're yeah. in. So Um Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, Vikings, Cowboys. The top five teams currently. Minnesota. Really? Four and one. Yeah. What's interesting about this, and this is not going to stick, but we love the AFC. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still do. I still think it's the better conference. Mm -hmm. However, four of the six teams, top six teams in the NFC in this current ranking right now. Now one and two in the AFC. Boy, the Cowboys look like – the Cowboys look real. It does feel like we're collision coursing a little bit for Chiefs-Bills Part 2 in the postseason.
3: Yeah, no matter where it's going to be. That's why this game's huge. Yeah. The Bills would love for that thing to be in Orchard Park. <laughs> they would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: all right, uh, stuff at com today. Remember to check out all the shows on our network, and we will have uh, more to you today and the rest of the week leading up to Ole Miss and Auburn, 11 o'clock Saturday from Bald Stadium. So take care, and we'll talk to you again soon.
4: The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing, but you know better